Dude, Danny, how you doing, brother? Hey, Matt, I'm great. Um, once again, a big week for the Wolfdale Weekly, as always. Um, as always. We always say it's a big week, but I feel like this week it was actually a really big week. There were tons of tracks <laughs> that I was listening to on the weekend. I was like, man, how's he going to squeeze all these in? And yeah. you did, and you picked some winners, man. Take us through the cut, dude. Like, who made I it? Think, and, I think know, our... Um, yeah, I think our I think our audience will probably be like these guys are talking shit every week. They always say it's big, but like, <laughs> I say it every week. It's a huge big. week in music, but like this weekend, I was like, man, there's yeah, there was so many tracks. I did tons of listening, and so the weeklies is really healthy because of it. Looks great. Yeah, 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 for sure. There was heaps to pick from, and like I had some real hard. It took me a while to cull down the list, which was annoying, but. Um, got to do it. Got to do it for the great greatness of our list, um, and it's really you absolutely do. Yeah, it's really a licorice all sorts of playlist this week. Um, I've gone wide ranging, just covering every every genre imaginable: um, pop, rock, R and B, hip hop, techno, and house, and everything under every single umbrella you can imagine. So heavy and light, like everything everything so and that, i um, think that's what i like so much about it is there was such a plethora of like mm. uh different sounds over the weekend and you've kind of taken the best picks of all of those sounds and put them into a playlist that is yeah. really quite yeah wide-ranging and there's some at bangers in there that like i hadn't really spent a lot of time on the weekend listening to and then in here i'm like oh dude that's great so mm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I want to challenge our audience as well. Um, if you don't believe me when I say that it's, an, it's a licorice all sorts, go and have a listen and come back and tell me if we've failed to cover any any genre or any area specifically. I want right. to know. You've got, you've got Amity Affliction in exactly. this playlist. I, I, right? done I don't think you've ever put an Amity track in the Wolfdale Weeklies ever. So <laughs> That's I was right. Super, I was super impressed. It's good impressed. to have him like, in no, here. I'm, I'm happy to yeah, have him. It was good to have him. Yeah, it was a rad track. Um, so before right, what's I, going on? Before I take a deep dive into our playlist this week, I, I'm changing it up and I'm going for tennis trivia straight off the bat. I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna smash you straight away. <laughs> My favorite segment in this entire <laughs> podcast, and we're doing it, you know, straight out of the gates, which is good. Let's let's man. That's right. You know what? I nailed it last week. I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped for this one. Let's be honest, it's all That's gonna right. go downhill from from there. But let's do no. it. Let's do it. I back you Tennis in. Trivia. And, and I'm gonna help you because we're gonna cast our our uh, mind back ten years. All right. Think about a younger Matt <laughs> ten years ago, um, and we're t we're talking a time before before Flume has ever released, even released a debut album. All right, wow, that's a long time What's ago. The, okay, really. It's hard to imagine a time when mm. Flume just wasn't killing it. <laughs> yeah, <the charts. laughs> he just he basically doesn't exist at this moment because he hasn't released any music, uh, and everyone's just like, oh, he's just still Harley Stratton. Wow. Um, All right. So, this is the time before Flume. Ten years ago. I'm ready. I've cast my mind. Back. All right. Good, good. So this is his debut single we're talking about. We're talking about Sleepless. Um, it's a song that has since amassed like 100 million plus streams on Spotify. So it's a certified banger. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that is truly, uh, that's a strong certification there. 100 mm -hmm. million. Holy. Yeah, God. that's right. That's a uh, lot of money. <laughs> It's a lot of clicks. <laughs> um, uh, so my question is to you, Matt. 
which singer featured on this song? Was it A, Jezebel Doran, B, Chet Faker, C, Moon Holiday, oh. or D, Kuchka? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the track again? Was Sleepless. Sleepless, yep. Yep. Give me, give me my, give me my, my names again. Uh, you, I mean, you want your options? Sorry, <laughs> it's gonna kill Jezebel me that I don't Dorn, know this. Yeah, Chet Faker. Yep. Moon yep. Holiday or Kuchka. Yep. The only one I know that actually has done like a collab that I know has done a collab is Chet Faker. So I'm just gonna go Chet because I know that they did one together. I just don't know if it's that track. Damn. I threw you oh, curveball a little bit, like. I think yeah, I knew you were going to throw that one in there just because they haven't done it together. Was it? All right, shit. Was it, Dre- was it Jess? It was Jezebel no. Dorn. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jezebel Dorn. Who's in the playlist this week. That's, that's right. That's why I should have known. I was going to go with that, and then I'm like, no, nah, you made it too easy. <laughs> and then the chat thing was like, well, maybe that's too easy. I, I love this segment so you much. You tricked yourself up. I... You tricked yourself up. It, it, it was too easy I for you, suck. really. Nobody invites me to trivia night ever, and that's fine because I've taken myself off all of those lists as well. Because this is what I do: I overthink it, and I'm terrible at trivia. So, um, yeah, well, I'm really uh, stoked no, it, we got that out of the way. Uh, what did you think of of this uh, of her track um, this week too? Because I was big fan. I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah smooth like hip-hop influenced r&b jam um it's called firefly for everyone that doesn't know um and hasn't checked out the playlist yet um by jezebel doran as i said um and yeah it kind of reminds me of um banks in a way the, the direction she's she's moved into recently do you sort yeah, of very much that? so yeah, yeah very much so and i think that's why i said i lean to it so much i'm a huge banks mm. fan um and yeah. yeah i just thought it it definitely leaned to that sort of uh that sound and that flavor and it was just so well produced really slick track i really enjoyed it thoroughly yeah and i actually couldn't even i couldn't find who produced it i spread my tentacles wide tried Ah. to have a look but i couldn't find out so called your people um, you're like oi uh you know what's what's going on here who's done this and it's all hush hush that's right it's just nothing so um yeah, credit. Maybe we have to reach to out Jezebel. Jezebel. Like, hey, if you're watching the weeklies, which I'm sure you're totally <laughs> doing, uh, who produced the track? It was killer work. We need to know. I'm, I'm going to tag her. I'm going to get. We're going to find out. All right. All right. We're going to do Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Let's do um, this. Yeah. So uh, I want to give you a bit, bit of background on Jezebel because it's she, her career is a bit mystifying to me because as i said she was on sleepless um well that's the thing that got me is because i when i listened to this track um and then it turned up in the weeklies i went doing a little bit of background research myself straight mm. to instagram it's a low profile i thought she was a new artist so i had no idea that she'd collaborated with flume yeah wow yeah well I mean, I don't blame you for not knowing because since that song, Sleepless, she has only released like one solo track since then and that was earlier this year with a song called Perfect. So she did pretty much no release of music in between um, and I couldn't even find, you know, any songwriting credits or anything like that. So I'm not sure, maybe she was just, you know, figuring out her direction and what she wanted to do and, you know, if she actually wanted to be 
to have a career in music? Because I'm guessing 10 years ago, she would have been quite young. Like, I know yeah, Flume was only like 18 or 19 when he released that track. So she would yeah. have been real young as well. So uh, it's interesting to see that, yeah, she's back on the scene now and producing mm -hmm. a little bop, which uh, we're loving here. Yeah, very much so. That's unreal. Uh, another song I want to talk about is uh, Dope Lemon's yeah, new track, Stingray ah, Peak. I'm so <laughs> glad that you wanted to chat about this one. I love Dope Lemon. What did you think of the track? Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was cool. Uh, I'm really liking what he's giving us this year. Uh, so he released another song called Rose Pink Cadillac a couple months ago, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I think I had that in the playlist as well because it was dope. Yeah, you did. That was a dope track. That was really, really tight, yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he's going, I think he's adding a bit more into the Dope Lemon project. I think there's a few more, you know, a few more sounds, a few more influences. It's not just like um, chilled out indie rock. It's, you know, that's still the main element of it, but there's a few more things going on. And this is like a kind of um, a bit of a modern spaghetti western track. I, th I feel I can see it on like some sort of soundtrack, a little spaghetti western movie. Yeah, uh, I, think I picked cool. up that sort of like that that really sort of um, yeah dark sort of westerny sort of yeah. vibe about it. It was it was a different sound to you know still within that you know sort of dope lemon wheelhouse, which I I don't think he can do wrong at the moment. Really, <laughs> I mean I've always been I've always been an Angus and Julia fan. Um, mm. I even I really actually liked um, Angus's uh, first solo project, his own um, album. I think it was a self titled album. Yeah, it was yeah, called yeah. Broken Bones, maybe I'm not sure. It was released a long time ago. Yeah, I've always been a folk fan, big Bob Dylan guy. So you know I like these guys and I like that, but Dope Lemon is not folk. It's nowhere near that. It's this mm. whole other this sort of project. And it's a really unique sound. And he keeps, you know, like the first album was cool. Um, but the second one just it was amazing. Um, and he, and he, right now, he just keeps delivering these new, the same sort of Dope Lemon world, but just different takes, new sounds, you know, sometimes it's, you know, sort of more pop orientated, but still with that, mm. you know, sort of edge to it, which is what the last one, Pink Cadillac, you know, had a real kind of pop, cool, crazy yeah, vibe to it. And yep. this one just got a little bit darker and a bit grimier and I loved it. I thought it was amazing. So yeah, it's, yeah I'm stoked that you, it, it was something that, um, yeah, you were into too. Yeah, thought it was dope. And um, uh, yeah, he's been a really busy boy this year, um, obviously, he uh, has his project with his sister, Julia, Angus and Julia Stone, um, and they released a very aptly titled album, Life is Strange, which we did talk about a f only a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, so he's been, he's been going hammer and tong, and he's obviously got yeah, some busy more Busy during lockdown, I imagine, mm -hmm. doing lots of work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I'm done talking about Dope Lemon. I'm sure there's more to come you about do. him. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, I'm, I'm sure there's an album coming, so uh, I'm very much looking yep. forward to that. Yeah. That's right. But what else? Well, uh, I mean, uh, there's a really important part, uh, a second segment to this weeklies that hasn't come about yet. It's one of my favorites, so it's surely right. that is next. Are we talking about the... We are talking about the song of the week. Yes. Excellent, excellent. What's what's song of the week, man? Lay it on me. Well, it's huge. Um, it's Hatchie with Disenchanted. Um, an artist I really love and I've been hanging on every single note 
that she's been uh, drumming out since 2017 uh, when she first released a track on the project called Try. Um, I've just loved everything she's done, so it's probably yeah. no surprise if you know me um, and if you know what sort of <laughs> tunes I'm into, like, this I is a song of the week. I was not surprised when I, when I saw the weeklies uh, and the, the, the cover uh, art and I was like, yep. Yeah, absolutely. And especially like when I think it was Friday and I was putting all of my, my new tracks together for the weekend to listen and Hatchie was in there and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that's definitely going to land in the weekly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And it's, yeah, you it's got a me. killer track, man. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah really cool. Um, I, she's in the past, she's sort of been, you know, in that dream pop and shoegaze world. And um, this is no different, but I think she's... Uh, there's this the lyrics a lot more vague and you know um the the instrumental is a bit more dancier and it's just a bit more fun um which is cool i like the direction she's going in um and i can definitely see this song on a uh talking about we talked about dope lemon being on a spaghetti western soundtrack i think i can see this on like a late 90s teen rom-com sort of movie <laughs> just as the credits are rolling out you got yeah, Hatchie in the background uh, very <laughs> happy ending so. sort of vibe <laughs> it was yeah it's a killer track and it was a great way to launch into the weeklies yeah it was a great yeah. first track yeah on the, uh, if, on the playlist if you're into um you know like uh beach house and Kylie Minogue even there's some influence there I think um this well, is yeah, up your you alley picked up I think. a Kylie influence mm, I think yeah, so wow. yeah which is cool. Yeah, nice. I love it. Um, yeah, so Hatchie, for context, is Harriet Pilbeam. Um, she's part of the Brizzy uh, little music ecosystem up your way, Matt, which you will love. Bruce Vegas representing. <laughs> That's it. The domestic la la here. A bit born That's Brizzy right. style coming at you. So, yeah. You're just exuding Brizzy, Brizzy energy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know what, yeah, that's a little bit fortuitous, but there we go. Yeah, <laughs> go Brisbane. Yeah, we're doing well up here, man. We're doing all right. You do, you do. Yeah, yeah so she was in the band um, Baba Ganoush, um, and she works a lot with her partner, Joe Agius, um, on Hatchie, and he is a part of the band The Creases, who um, mm. did a lot of, did a, I think they released an album a few years ago. We haven't heard a lot from them since. Um, Joe's probably busy with Hatchie because she's just, killing it so um yeah. yeah uh i was a big fan of that song it was dope um matt let's talk about a few albums released during the week what was what was yeah um look so i think the the this week's uh feature album for me is jordan reiki uh what we call life uh all of the singles that you know had been sort of filtering through the weeklies had really got me pumped about this one it's yep. something that i've been anticipating for some time definitely one of my more anticipated album releases of the year it's jordan's yep. fourth album but it's actually my first personally uh, thanks to discovering his work through the weeklies i was just not familiar with jordan's <laughs> work prior to this year which was um yeah in in retrospect you you kind of shake your head and you go where have i been all this time mm. but there's just so much music <laughs> out there that it's impossible to get it all and people like these really talented artists they always slip through your fingers so um yeah from a production perspective this album is really really unique i did a little bit of background digging i wanted to find out more about it and this uh this project actually took a very different approach to um to previous albums so reiki actually packed up his bags 
heading to a recording studio in Wales, took a whole bunch of musician mates with him, uh, an engineer, and pretty much as many uh, like synths and drum machines as he could get his hands on. And they wrote and created the foundations of what we're hearing um, throughout a week of studio sessions. Oh, wow. Which is, Just slammed yeah. it all in together. Yeah, very much so. So that and that was the kind of the starting process, which was completely backwards to the way that he usually does it. So previously, he will write his music almost exclusively on either piano or guitar, then take that music into the studio and obviously build it and work on it from there. Completely different way around. There was yep. no he didn't go in piano or guitar um, orientated. He actually wanted to write these songs from synthesizers from, and from that sort of baseline. So that was really quite interesting. Um, and he came away from the studio session with 12 tracks. And then alone throughout the lockdown period, he went back over the material, started editing and reworking and molding the material into what we're hearing today. So it's it was yeah, a really wow. bold approach for Reiki. And it was actually inspired by a good friend of his, a jazz artist um, called Alpha Mist. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Alpha Mist at all. No, I haven't heard of them. I'm, I'm only newly familiar with Alpha Mist. Um, uh, he's a jazz artist and I sort of uh, stumbled across his work uh, last year on an EP of his called, I think, uh, On My One. Uh, anybody who's into contemporary jazz, get on board. His stuff is incredible. So I was really stoked to see the connection between these guys. They have a great friendship, apparently. Um, yeah, cool. But this, you know, this sort of suggestion to go in and, and to, to spend a week in the studio with friends and collaborate and, and to put this stuff, you know, all together and then go back and rework it and re-edit it it's you know it's such a great suggestion because i think it's worked really really well it's a very coherent album there's a really yep. coherent feel to what we call life everything on this album just works um yes those singles are there but they they just really flow in with the rest of the album it's it's a, for someone who's a, a who's an album listener this is a great journey through all of that for sure yeah yeah so you're getting all of those layered synths and you're getting those electronic drum sounds but it's also deeply introspective and it's a quite a personal album as well so it's a beautiful listen did you yeah. um did you get a chance to listen to it at all uh i i haven't listened really past the singles that he's released um yep. which i've been featuring a lot in the wolf Dot weekly because um, yeah, I've been following for him for a long time, Jordan, um, and I don't blame you for sort of not uh, being known to his stuff recently because um, he's like, you know, he's a bit in between. He's not really, well, he's from New Zealand originally. Um, I think he has spent time uh, living in Queensland and then I think he might be based uh, in... So he's based in the, in the UK? UK now? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, there's a great article that I, I certainly suggest anybody who's interested in reading about this album and a bit more about him in Composer magazine. Um, mm -hmm. And you can just read that online. Um, but just yep. go, I think it's like Composer, just Google Composer magazine to find <laughs> it. But it's a great article yep. um, that sort of goes into the details of the recording process and a bit of a backstory about uh, Jordan and, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, that history. And he's a really deep dude. It's, it's quite, yeah. Um, yeah, it was quite amazing. He's also, um, he absolutely pumps out music. Like, this is his fourth album in probably, like, oh, I don't know. If, yeah. Um, but he's got another project as well called Dan Kai, um, which is more, okay. like, house-leaning but still jazz-infused sort of tunes. Um, and he released an wow. album under that last year, which was dope. So, um, yeah, busy, he's got a lot going dude. on. 
Yeah, super talented. Look, it's a fantastic album. I certainly mm. recommend people listening to it. Other albums of note this weekend is probably uh, the one that I wanted to sort of feature was uh, Stan Walker's uh, Te Aroa Nui. Um, this is uh, a, an album that's a combination of his greatest hits and new releases in um, Te Reo Māori, uh, his uh, sort of uh, native uh, language is Māori language. It's, it's just such a beautiful project um it's something that stan's wanted to do for a long time and uh he's finally been able to sort of do that and it's so beautifully executed it's the songs are gorgeous his voice is beyond wild what he can do with it is pretty amazing so um it's a gorgeous project i wanted to give it a shout out and it's well worth a listen so people definitely get on board that one mm. um, um it's, it's following a bit of a trend in new zealand as well or um in the yeah Polynesian area, like um, yeah. yeah, I guess Lord also released a lot, a few songs uh, in native, like native New Zealand tongue. Yeah, um, that's um, yeah, like that a couple te, weeks ago. Te Reo Maori. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. If you get a chance yeah. to listen to the album, um, it's just it's straight up, you know, sort of pop hits. But in this language, it's just stunning. It was really, really good. Um, I thought it was just a gorgeous project to tackle and it mm. and the execution of it was was supreme so it's definitely worth a listen for sure yeah yeah but jumping into uh out of albums and more into uh my safe space in hi-fi <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to chat um more about evo 4 so it's the last week of the evo 4 campaign that's that 20 percent off recommended retail price of the huge. Evo 4 series huge 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 there's only one week to go um you know it finishes at the end of the month so i wanted to talk a little bit more about that because last week we spoke about the amt the air motion transformer technology and this week i just wanted to talk about a few more features uh for people who if they're interested in upgrading um or interested in a new set of speakers and why you know evo 4 might just be the might, the right you know sort of uh, speakers for you particularly with the 20 percent um off i we They've been super popular. It's been a great campaign, and there's a lot of people out there with brand new Evos right now, right across the country. So, um, yeah, it's really, really, really cool. So, there's only a week That's left, great. and I really no want to talk a little bit more about it. Not in the slightest. So, last week we spoke about AMT. This week I want to talk a little bit about the um, the PSLP base port. Now, the PSLP is just another acronym. Um, <laughs> we've been doing acronyms again last week with the AMT. Forget the PSLP. Don't want to. Let's not worry about that. More about the base port. Uh, are you familiar with base porting or what a base port is? Do you do you have any sense of what that is and what that does, Tennyson? We're going into maths trivia now. Um, I know, I love flipping this at the end of the podcast because at the start you smash me with these trivia <laughs> things that I'm terrible at. And then, then I get to see the look on your face when I start asking <laughs> yeah. you hi-fi questions. Oh, and it's horrible. Um, uh, really Eddie, picking look, on I mean, here. you don't have to know. And that's kind of the point is with these conversations is just to sort of open people up to these ideas and what, you know, the elements of speakers and what they do. Are you, any, are you familiar at all with base porting? Or Yeah, no? um, well, I th- I, from, my, um, from my understanding, it's kind of like, uh, as you said, a port um, yep. that sort of allows air to flow through um, and obviously the sound waves. So... Um, yep. 
I guess it minimizes the um, vibrations and yeah. such. Yeah, kind of. Uh, you're is on, it the, always you're at the on the right track of the speaker and like, or with the this back one. as well. So it, the placement of porting changes depending on speaker models and speaker okay. brands. Um, yeah, and uh, probably in the late, uh, the last sort of probably six, seven, eight years, um, Wolfdale tends to sort of uh, jump between either rear porting or down firing porting. And so with the Evo range, they are down firing base ports. Yep. And look, what a base port is, is just something that vents internal cabinet pressure, right? So yep. <clears throat> this down firing base port is actually um, venting that cabinet pressure via a very discreet profile between the the plinth or the bottom plinth or the base plinth of the speaker and the speaker cabinet itself you actually see this profile line around the base of um, the evo range and that's basically where the whole where the vent is underneath that and the air is actually being vented out uh, either side around this profile um, you know sort of feature of the speaker now all spit not all speakers are vented but a good majority of them are, and it's for good reason. So woofer cones obviously generate external air pressure, right? Um, and in the form of sound waves, and that's how we hear music, right? It's a bit of a given, you know, they, they, they vibrate and they, they push air, they create air pressure, sound waves, that's how we get sound. But a lot of people yep. new to Hi-Fi might not know that those same woofer cones are actually creating internal air pressure within the cabinet itself because when you push air out into the room, that woofer cone has to come back and so it's pushing mm. air back inside the cabinet itself, right? Um, now, this causes a number of issues. And one of the main issues is that there's, it creates a whole bunch of pressure within the cabinet itself. And if it's not vented, it actually makes the speaker cone more difficult to drive. And so what I mean by that is that you'll find with closed speaker models is that they actually require a hell of a lot more amplification power. All right. So when you get all of this extra pressure inside the body of the speaker, uh, it's a lot harder for that woofer cone to push in and out because it's actually working against all of the built up in pr pressure within the speaker body itself. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. The, what you get when you get a vent, which is um, base porting, uh, either rear or down, or you know there are a number of models that have front ports as well, is that you get a release of all of that pressure. And so it's a lot easier for that speaker cone to move in and out. And it m therefore makes the speaker a lot more efficient. And so yep. that obviously helps with regards to what we were talking about last week when we we're talking about amp matching. And the fact that if you're going to upgrade to a new speaker not having to you know sort of upgrade your um, amplification power at the same time because you're getting a more efficient speaker with a ported speaker now the second part of base porting really and this is kind of like the the little icing on the cake of um, the whole sort of process is it actually gives you a base kick. It improves base performance when you ah. port it because you're getting all of that extra pressure, which is sound, 
and it's being put and if it's ported in the right way and if it's tuned the right way you get a bass kick and you get and that's why yep. you'll find bass pores um and particularly in bookshelf speakers and that's why they were introduced and why you could get speakers um smaller and smaller and smaller but still maintain a decent bass kick and that was be largely because of uh bass you know sort of venting or bass porting so with rear porting there it's it's great in the sense that with a rear port you can actually kind of tune the bass in your in your speaker in, in the room depending on how close um it is to the wall behind it so the closer you move it to a wall the more bass you you'll, you'll tend to get um yep. but if you get too close to the wall then that bass tends to get a bit soft and muddy it's not really taut and and, and sharp the way that you know like a good strong um, defined bass kick would be and so it's about finding yeah. that sweet spot that's the beauty of a rear ported system is that you can move it back and forth from the wall and sort of you know play around with it to to dial in that perfect sort of bass sound for your personal listening the problem with that is that most people like yourself like me like a, a lot of people you know buying these speakers they're listening in lounge rooms or you're listening in your bedroom. That's where your setup is. And you don't have a hell of a lot of room to move your speakers in and out. You're not listening in a dedicated listening room where you've got yep. room to really move those speakers around. So a lot of people are putting them in, you know, in cabinet spaces or right up against walls because they need as much space in their living room or the, as, mm. as they can get. The problem there being, obviously, if you move it right close up to those walls, you get that muddy base. So... With the Evo downfiring port system that they've developed here, it goes down the base of the speaker at the bottom, and it eliminates that that um, all that throw of energy up against the back wall, and therefore it's a lot um, it's a lot kinder to um, your your speaker placement because you're not getting that 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 boom and all that energy firing out the back. It actually goes down and dissipates out. And so you yeah. don't end up, yeah. So it, it becomes less finicky and you can kind of put them closer to walls and still maintain that really nice extra bass kick. So so is, is that the same in, say, the 4.1 and 4.2 um, to the 4.3 and 4.4? It's all throughout uh, the entire range. Firing? All yep. of it's sound firing. Yeah. So what you'll notice in the entire Evo range is that there's this bottom plinth that is, um, it's actually, I think in the entire range too, they're all black. You'll see that, that base. And then there's a yep. slim profile just above it um, where that there's vents in that profile. So it's almost a, a, a gap between the chassis of the speaker itself and the base profile underneath yep. it. And it vents out from that so rather than just being a vent at the back of it that just pushes out into the wall it goes down and out basically swims around the entire cabinet so it's a yeah it's a pretty clever design it's, it's um fairly unique to wharfdale um yep. and they've been working on it with the elysian um this pslp uh, acronym <laughs> is actually sort of taken from the elysian series because uh the evo is using the same porting design from the Elysian um, yep. and it's it's about how that's been profiled because 
if it's not profiled correctly, you get a lot of base energy. Uh, if you if you volume up pretty high, and then you've got a track with a lot of base, some ports can be, uh, that are poorly designed can be can tend to chuff. So you get kind of a shoof 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 sound from from the from the base port itself, and that's terrible. You don't you don't want that yeah. at all. And so these have been uniquely profiled to completely eliminate any chuffing um, from your sound so you can just volume right on up and get that bass hammering so that's what we want um, <laughs> most definitely <laughs> and look if anyone who's had an experience with um, the Evo 4 series the bass is unbelievable it's so good and I'm, me personally my, my greatest experience has only been with really largely the 4.1 like the very the entry level bookshelf and the yep. amount of bass that you get from this from this speaker that basically has a bottom woofer that shares both mid and bass responsibilities and obviously smaller cabinet size so reduced you know sort of um, bass response it's gorgeous. It's stunning. So yeah. yeah wow. So Evo is uh, killer, killer bass, man. Killer bass or the bass. That's huge. So I did want to talk about that one. <clears throat> it's a great added feature. Um, you get great bass response with this, but it's also really neat in terms of um, speaker positioning. So you don't really have to worry about putting these close to walls or cabinets because they're still going to sound fantastic, and you're going to get great crisp. Um, you know, sort of low end. Uh, you know, sort of uh, bass response, and. It also it helps to uh, increase that speaker efficiency. So it's a great um, a technological feat, this one. So, and yep. yeah, a great accompaniment to the AMT technology. Mm. And that is me, my friend. That is Hi-Fi this week. As I said, last week of the, um, the sale, the 20% off Evo 4 campaign. Um, it's been really, really popular. It's a, yep. it's, yeah, it's a really big discount on a fantastic multiple award-winning speaker line. So if anybody's interested, definitely get out um, to the yeah. dealers, Google them up. We'll put them in the show notes yep. and um, get yourself a great speaker at a really great price. That's right. The reviews are like pretty <clears throat> much critically acclaimed for the Evos. Whoa. There's just... Yeah. Hardly a bad thing, word said about them at all. Oh, man, um, right across the board, yeah. there's just lots of people screaming. Yeah, good yeah. good words about it. Yeah, so it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And um, that's it, man. That's my wrap-up. We did this thing. Nice. We did it again. Episode 7 <laughs> in the can. Well done. Yeah. It's good to chat, to chat again. to you as always, my man. Um, and I will see you next week. More tunes. We more will. fun times. More hi-fi. Maybe less trivia you know who knows try a thing you know mm, nah, yeah, nah no chance. probably not <laughs> <laughs> alright man I'll catch you next right. time <clears throat> <Peru>. <laughs>